Welcome to the property playbook everybody. Today I'm super excited about this. We are going to talk about adding the missing 60% in your business and how are we going to do that? We are going to identify the three different primary types of clients that you're likely going to come across in your real estate business and identify those that you might be ignoring in your pipeline. Let's get started. Good. Okay, we're going. So first thing we're going to talk about is the three different types of clients and rough percentages about where they come in your business. So we're going to try our hand at the trusty whiteboard here. I do love whiteboards, but you're going to have to pardon my writing here. So typically 20% of our clients on the top end, these are the folks that know, like, and trust you already. You cannot screw up this relationship. Uh, you know, you could, you know, botch the offer. You could forget some signatures. You could, you know, short of burning their house down. And even then they'd probably say, hey, you know, it was our fault that we left the matches out. You cannot mess up this relationship. These are the clients that send referrals. These are the clients that, you know, will transact with you multiple, multiple times over the course of your, uh, over the course of your real estate career and are always going to be happy with you no matter what you do. These are like your raving fans. You cannot lose these clients at all. This is your top 20%. And the good news is these are very, very easy to attract. So we're going to call these guys raving fans. All right. This is when real estate is fun. Okay. You're raving fans. These are the great clients to work with. You're looking forward to getting in your car. You know, you see a phone call with them in your call display. You get a text from them and you're like, man, those guys are awesome. I wish that all my clients could be like these raving fans. And uh, obviously, when you choose to build your business around your raving fans, it gets a lot easier. Repeat and referral, like attracts like. When they send you friends of theirs, it's very, very likely that you're going to enjoy working with this top 20% as well. These are the fans that we all dream of. Um, fans, these are all the clients that we all dream of who calls and say, hey, you know, I'm super happy with your work. I'd love to come over and talk to you about listing my home. When can we meet? The best. Now, we're gonna go to the opposite end of the spectrum here. Um, to this 20%. Now, these are the clients that are generally higher need, okay? They also like you, they're also easy to attract. However, these are the clients that are going to maybe send you some text messages at 1.47 in the morning. You know, maybe cross the line a little bit with some inappropriate comments. Maybe have unrealistic expectations of what's going on in the marketplace and will occupy a large amount of your mind share if you don't set good, healthy boundaries. Now, we don't dislike these clients. We need these clients as well. Typically, these guys will send you referrals too, and usually people in their friend group know that they are very, very high needs, and they say, hey, you know, if that's the real estate team or the real estate professional that was working with them, and they're happy with their service, you are gonna get amazing, amazing referrals from this 20% as well, who may be a little bit higher need than the top 20%, very, very low maintenance, um, than the 20% on this end of the spectrum who are a little bit more higher need, a little bit more high maintenance, high touch, they have high, high communication needs. Um, but when you can handle these clients in a way with good, healthy boundaries that don't occupy all your time, so you don't spend, you know, three months with one client, we want you spending, uh, you know, three months with, you know, five, six, 10, 15 clients in closed transactions. Um, they will send you referrals as well. And the good news is, is these are also very, very easy to attract. So we're going to call this high needs. You may have to zoom in on this. My writing is very, very messy, but that's okay. We're all going to get through this together. So high needs clients, raving fans, 
both ends of the spectrum. Now, the good news is, is that both of these are very easy to attract. The high needs clients understand that you are going to meet their high needs, provide the information that they need to feel comfortable transacting with you. And the top 20% raving fans, these are like the bonus deals. Now, typically this, at the beginning of your real estate career, this comes from you know, people that you know, your sphere, your business contacts, your friends and family. So now that we've identified this 40% of your real estate business that is relatively easy to attract, we wanna fill in this gap here with the missing 60%. Now we don't miss the entire 60%, but when we identify this group here, you'll notice a huge uptick in your business and your potential business pipeline. So we're gonna draw a bell curve. This is 60%. I'm sorry if I'm giving anybody bad flashbacks from math class, but this 60% here is what I'd like to call neutral clients. Okay, so these are clients that don't necessarily have high needs, but they definitely are not raving fans. They do not know, like, and trust you yet. They merely view you as a, uh, a gateway to help them accomplish their goal of home ownership. Now, these are the clients that you may meet at an open house, and they might not be obvious because we're so busy and attuned looking for our raving fans and looking for our high needs clients that are going to be naturally attracted to us. So, you know, think about it this way. If you have 10 people come through your open house, four of them fall into this bucket. That's six potential clients that we're leaving out the door that are neutral clients. And these are folks who'll come to your open house and say, you know, I'm just looking. We're just getting started. Not interested. We haven't seen too many houses. Interest rates are too high. Interest rates are too low. There's not a, enough competition on this house. What's wrong with it? There's, uh, there's too much competition on this house. So these are neutral clients, but the good news is once you can identify these neutral clients and you increase your skill set, they can easily move into the bucket of raving fans or hopefully not. We can identify them that they are high needs and maybe they were behaving neutrally at the beginning because, you know, no one has had the time to sit them down uh, and explain to them how to actually go through the home buying or home selling process. So how do we identify these neutral clients and how do we build trust with them so they're willing to sit down with us and book an appointment? So uh, the two main skills that you need to identify these clients, everything else stems from this. You need to have phone-to-phone -phone skills and face-to-face -face skills. Typically, neutral clients are much more easy to identify face-to-face -face at an open house and you can ask powerful questions. You can lead with the Ford conversation. Uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar, then that FORD is an acronym for Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. Which brings you out to the open house today. Are you here looking for yourself? Are you here looking with your family? Great. Um, how many members of your family do you have? Oh, great. You know, it's me and my, uh, my husband and two kids and a dog. Hey, great. And are you guys moving here for work? Or, you know, do you work from home? No, no, no. I'm going to be commuting. And actually, you know, my partner, uh, they, uh, they like to telecommute. Great. Okay, and you know, what do you guys like to do for fun? What's important to you in a neighborhood? Um, you know, do you more outdoorsy type? Is going to a coffee shop or a restaurant important to you? Maybe you just like to stay home and watch a movie? Oh, no, no, you know, um, typically, like, you know, my husband is pretty outdoorsy. You know, I really like, um, yeah, I really like finding cool local restaurants and shops and, you know, great. May I ask you a question? You know, is this your forever home? Is this where you see yourself? Is this, you know, will this fulfill your needs in the long term? No, you know what, actually, we're kind of hoping to get something a little bit bigger than this down the road. This is actually a first time home purchase for us. We're thinking maybe one day our kids might move back with us or my parents or a sister or whatever. Once you've had that conversation, you've earned the opportunity to turn a neutral client into a raving fan or pot potentially maybe they have high needs that are not being met 
in the marketplace right now and you'll have an opportunity to service these high need clients. So a raving fan would say, hey, you know, I really appreciate this conversation. It's like, hey, you know what? Has anybody ever sat you down and, gosh, and taken you through the entire home buying process from point A all the way to point Z where you're actually getting the keys? No. That's your opportunity to ask them for an appointment. What I would like to do for you is, and then go into your appointment closing script, whichever one you have the highest conversion rate with, or the high needs like, listen, you know, I'm only here for, for another four weeks. I have to buy a house firm. No one's helping us. No one's returning my phone calls. I can't get a hold of this person or whatever. There's usually a story, some kind of barrier that has prevented them from getting into home ownership. So if you're able to have these dialogues and ask powerful questions, you'll start being able to identify these neutral clients who usually are a little bit more guarded because they're not a raving fan. They're not, you know, their high needs aren't naturally spilling out of them as they're going through the home buying process. Now, how can we leverage technology to help us find our neutral clients? So if you are a real estate professional, you should be using a CRM. Um, you know, Google it if you don't know what that is, that's what Google is for, to get people into your ecosystem because people will quite often show you with their actions, not their words when they are ready to buy. So what we do on our team is, you know, we make sure that everybody in our database is set up on a market report and a listing alert. Um, and we can see when they're opening them, we can see when they're interacting with our software. This is a great gateway to, gateway to get neutral clients to put up their hand and say, hey, I'm ready, I've opened my market report 15 times. You know, hey, I'm favoriting properties, I'm driving out. These are people who need to get a phone call right now. Now, the other thing about this 60% is these are typically your nurturers, people who are not ready. Maybe they're six months out, maybe they're 12 months out, maybe they're 18 months out, maybe they're 24 months out. It's our job as real estate professionals to identify the time frame of this neutral 60%. It is very, very easy and very, very comforting to go to the raving fans, wait for them to call us and send us friends and family members, or to feel like we're working really hard with a high needs client. It's very easy to spend, like I said, 90 days with one client. We want to have you spending, you know, 90 days with 15, 20 clients, as many as you can possibly handle. So, great thing to do first is establish a time frame with a neutral client. You know, when would, ideally, when would you like to be in your new home? You know, great question to ask when people start talking after this. Tell me more. Tell me more about that. Great. Tell me more you will get the information that you need to put a plan in place. Well, you know, I'd like to be in my home by Christmas. Maybe that's six months away. You know, I want to be in my new home by the time the new school year starts. Or the inverse of that. Hey, I don't want to move before Christmas. I definitely want to keep my kids in school for the end of the new year. Okay, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be thinking about making a move until my kids are done high school. You notice how I'm talking about family a lot. Typically, a move is motivated by something going on in somebody's life, usually family-related. It's personal, it's financial. Um, and when we can help people understand their goals, then we can, you know, they will think of you and think of us when they decide to choose a real estate professional. Maybe they say, hey, you know what? Um, my parents are retiring. We're hoping that they're going to come and live with us and my kid's graduating high school in two years. Now, a good rule of thumb with this neutral 60% is whatever they tell you, it's usually 50% shorter. So if somebody says, hey, I'm not gonna be ready for the next six to 12 months, it's typically, they are typically going to be ready within the next three to six months. If they say 18 to 24 months, you know, typically they're gonna be ready in nine to 12 months. So as you can see, this missing 60% can fill up a huge amount of business in your pipeline over the course of the year. Now, you know, 
uh, we're doing this in podcast format, video format, but I'm sure that I'm asked, there's plenty of people watching this who, you know, have you ever had the experience of calling through your database? Maybe someone you have a call and they say, hey, great news, I bought a house. Oh, actually, you know what? I sold that house and moved out of town already. Probably because they weren't followed enough with enough, enough and um, not enough value was being provided to them that they decided not to put their hand up and call you first. So once you've identified a relevant time frame, so the goal, you want to get a time frame. Hopefully you can read that, number one. Find out the time frame. That will establish how much you have to communicate with that client. And I'm going to tell you guys this right now, you cannot over-communicate. Yes, it's a little weird if you call every week and say the same thing. Hey, what are your real estate plans? What are your real estate plans? What are your real estate plans? That is not going to work. But if you remember what they told you when you were having the forward conversation and you can ask them if anything's changed, um, you know, inform them of market trends, how interest rates are affecting things. Um, our job is to decrease this by 50% because typically people wait and they snooze and lose. So you want to create a little bit of urgency by saying, hey, you know what? I know that you're six to 12 months out. Is if the right opportunity came along at the right price, would you consider moving up your time frame? The answer to this is 95% yes all the time. So, and I say 95% because there is that 5% who will say, absolutely not, I have made a commitment that I will not move before then. And even then that 5% can get a little bit wobbly sometime if the perfect house shows up. Um, how many of us have heard this? Well, you know, I'm just looking, but if the right, came, right thing came along, I would move tomorrow. So that is a great question. That shows some motivation. It's like, well, what is the right thing? That's a great opportunity to have an appointment with that client and put a strategy in place to identify what that great house is. So we want to figure out if, there, if the right thing comes along, if there would be a sense of urgency. So number two, we're going to create urgency. That says urgency. And then the third thing, if we can establish a time frame, we can create a little bit of urgency because a lot of time people say, well, what do you mean, you know, if the right thing came along? If I see the right thing, but I've been looking for years. Well, maybe they haven't put the correct strategy in place or they're not working with the right professional to put a strategy in place to help them accomplish that goal. And then number three, this is your opportunity to close for an appointment, market evaluation, determine if they are a first time home buyer, a move up buyer, or a seller, but either way, this should really increase your appointments per week. Typically these consultations, if you get in front of somebody and they have a reasonable time frame for making a move, usually within 12 months, let's say, that will turn into a listing in the future. Even if they're not able to transact right now, um, you know, you could, you have, you've earned the right to ask for an referral, you've earned the right to talk to family and friends, you've, you've earned the right to stay in touch with them and propose solutions. Uh, too often we go into solution mode right away without earning the right to propose solutions by asking great questions. So hopefully you found this video productive and we can start filling your, uh, your pipeline and your, your, your lead flow and deal flow with this mixing 60% of neutral clients. And I'm sure when you guys all knock it out of the park with them, they'll become raving fans. And the percentage of your business of repeat and referral will increase. Your prospecting will become a lot more fun because you're asking great questions. And your high needs clients will also know, love, and trust you and become raving fans at the end. Thanks very much for watching. We will see you on the next episode of the Property Playbook. Cannot wait. Looking forward to it.